What's up, guys? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It's excellent to be here with all of you. Today, having a conversation with my brother Gus and our soul brother from Australia, Matt Gamble, about Heal and Flow. Heal and Flow is my event. We do yoga, breath work, ice tubs, bringing amazing people together with amazing food, amazing supplements, world-class everything. It's the total passion project of my life. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into Heal and Flow, and I'm really excited to share with you a little behind-the-scenes look at what that experience is all about. It's a lot of fun. I think you'll really dig it. The next Heal and Flow we're looking at February of 2024. It's going to be epic. Stay tuned for more details on that. Before I send you off to listen to this episode, check out Strong Coffee. Strong Coffee Company, started by my brother Adam von Rothfelder. You can hear his episode of the podcast from earlier this year. Some of my favorite stuff on the planet. They've got black and they've got lattes. So good. Brings together coffee with adaptogens like ashwagandha. Blends in a little L-theanine. In the lattes, you've got collagen and MCT oil. So good for the brain. So good to start your day off strong. Use code EBFLOW to get yourself a nice little discount there at checkout. Also, I offer one-on-one sessions. This is mentorship. You could call it coaching. We work one-on-one. If you're going through a big life transition, find yourself overwhelmed in the chaos of life and need a little support pointing you in the direction back towards yourself, I'm your guy. So check that out. Love working with people one-on-one. That's about it, everybody. Enjoy this episode. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. Welcome, y'all. Matt. Yo. My brother, dude. Here we are. We, we're here, man. Let's fucking go. <laughs> we gotta go. Yes, we do. <clears throat> um, Gus? Yep. How you doing? It's good to be here. I'm good. Good, man. I'm good, good to see you. Good to see you. Feels like it's been a lifetime. Yeah, it it even, It's been like a week. I know, right? Um, We're back from Heal and Flow. Heal and Flow... <laughs> Lake Stevens, Washington, August 12 and 13. It was absolutely epic. Probably our best one yet. Yeah. Best one yet. Incredible location. Shout out to the Krenz family. Riley, Krista, Taylor, Tanner, 
Amazing people. Beautiful man. people. Love the family. Um, rest in peace. Scott Krenz, the father of the family. Um, it was just such an incredible environment. So peaceful. Mm. Super. Just super peace inducing, man. It was in, it was truly a special place. Uh, one of my favorite groups of all time. I love that. Healing flow. That's beautiful. Easy, connected, <clears throat> excited to be there. Open. Mm. Tears were flowing in introductions, <clears throat> and uh, my dude Matt here. Mm. You brought such an incredible vibe and energy, dude. Everybody just loved getting to connect with you, I me included. That. I appreciate that, dude. It was um, it was powerful from the start. Yeah, you know the the connection everyone had from the first hour. Yeah. I'm outside a day ago, stuck at the airport, bawling my eyes out, and I'm sitting out the back. Just I got there, and this girl just walks up, and she's just like, I think her name was Lisa. She was from uh-huh. Germany. Yeah. She's like, oh, everything went wrong for me to get here. She said that. She said that to me. She goes, everything went wrong for me to be here. This is where I'm from. And I looked at her and I said, that was me yesterday, yeah. and instantly connected like oh you get me i've traveled far to get here and so much bullshit happened and we're here so let's do what we do yeah powerful real powerful what'd you say lakes do let's do oh okay (laughs) you said it was on lake stewart wait stevens oh he said lakes do what we do (laughs) i was like okay That's brilliant. I you came up with a saying. Uh, you that's brilliant, dude. <laughs> but well, Rome gotta... wasn't built in a day. That's isn't true, isn't that really cool? Seeing your, you know, seeing the progress, and you start, <clears throat> and you, you know, and that's probably what prevents people from even doing anything because they're not, you know, they're not willing to go through the process of having it build. Yeah, and it starts small. Yeah. And that's a cool, really, and it's courageous, too, to be able to um, be with something and allow it to grow mm-hmm. and have no idea how successful it's going to be and just follow it. Yeah. I appreciate that, dude. And I think yeah. you're dead on in any aspect of creation. And uh, healing flow has definitely taken on a life of its own you know it's really taken on a life of its own we've done three gets a little smoother every time um we've got a great flow to the experience i do want to come back to you matt though because i think there's so much wisdom and insight in your experience getting to it Mm. yeah and something that's Deeply interesting, fascinating to me, something I'm currently studying in my own life. This practice of following the signs and discernment and following your instincts and your intuition and getting to the places where you're supposed to be. Mm. So I want to come back to that. Uh, But as far as coming back to, for one moment, heal and flow as an entity that's growing and beginning to prosper and take on a life of its own. We've got a great flow to it. We've really tapped into 
we've really built a solid foundation. And this whole experience is about providing an environment for people to open up and connect with themselves Mm. through the simple practices of breath, yoga, eating great food, connecting with like-minded people. Yeah. Coming into a space where it's interesting, right? Because you create a thing like that. And when you, when you put it out there, you have no idea who's going to show up. Mm. You know, that's, it's totally up to God. Yeah. It's totally on God who makes that decision, makes that choice, clicks the button and decides to show up. Mm. And to have it be this thing where it brings together people who come in one way, in one place, and by the end, you're in a new place. Mm. You're in a new place, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I felt like that was an entire lifetime. Yeah. And it's so concentrated. It's like we step into this bubble. We step into this container where it's all us. It's us. It's this group of 35 people. We're doing this thing together. We're moving as one organism through these two days. And then you come out the other side and you're like, holy shit, my whole way of thinking, my whole way of being has been transformed over the last 48 hours. That happens for me, Mm. you know, and I'm really in it. And I experience a lot of shit. I experience a lot of my things through that. Um, through that, the weekend of the event and, uh, Kristen, who does all our food, mm. she gives a talk on food, truly a master, really love her so much. Like a, she's just my absolute soul sister. And she said to me the morning after the event, we, we all went to a yoga class and she asked me on the drive. She she said, because I've been pushing her I give her a slot to talk about food Mm. and intuitive eating and just giving people the ammunition to change their relationship with food. And that's out of her comfort zone big time. Like she just wants to kind of hide in the kitchen and cook the food and, you know, Mm. not really interact. Um, Just because that's uncomfortable for anybody. That's uncomfortable for me. And she asked me, she said, Eb, do you get nervous when you're doing this stuff? And I said, you know, when I'm doing the teaching, I'm doing the sharing, I'm, I'm interacting with people in the, the structures of the, the workshop. I have no anxiety at all. I'm totally dialed into my purpose and what I'm here to do, which is be of service to people in accessing deeper realms of themselves, providing people with an opportunity to see the light in them, you know? And I said, I never get anxious in the teaching parts of what I do. When I get anxious, when I feel awkward is during the free flow time when we're all just mingling (laughs) and we're all just hanging out. I'm like, Wandering around the kitchen, <laughs> open up the fridge. What's in here, man? I like go and get and go in the bathroom and sit there for an sit hour. Sit there for five, ten minutes. 
Then I wander back out. (laughs) Okay, is food ready? No, I'm going to get a snack. I'll make another coffee. You know, which is really interesting for me. And it's just one of those things where I get to see that and and I get to actively break through that during the experience. You know, I have this opportunity to just go, okay, I'm a human too, man. Yeah. You know, there was a part of that, which was beautiful. And I remember, and I wanted to bring that up today was, I think I coming out into the kitchen and Eb sitting there by himself. I I brought this up. He's sitting there by himself and I look around and there's 35 other people just being present with each other. Mm. And it was like, you would think in an event like that, you running the show would be people around you wanting to gain more information Uh or have that one-on-one interaction. But this event for me personally was you know, you boys have opened up a channel in me that was like uh, four in the morning. I'm walking around my place in Sydney. Like no one fucking gets me. Like I'm, Mm. I'm going crazy. And these boys are in my ear going, no, you're good. You know? Uh So, you know, you, you, you wrap this thing about like, you know, you guys knowing the way, but it's, you know, we're just walking each other home as Ramdas would say, but, coming to the event and then obviously realizing that you're fucking real. That was cool. Uh-huh. After I got through that phase, it was like, oh, there's Eb being Eb. And Eb was sitting by himself half the time. And and you just noticed that everyone came there for a reason as to you've given them something to arrive. Uh-huh. And then in that moment of that 48 hours, everyone just started to realize that they are it. Yes. You know, yes. they are the thing. Uh-huh. There was nothing here that... The, the, I brought you here to realize you are the thing. And it's not about me, you know. I looked over and I was like, I may as well go sit with Eb or check in with him because he's sitting there by himself awkwardly <laughs> playing with his fingers. Like, And everyone's outside just being present with one another. And it was just powerful. For me, I was like, wow, like you've just given everyone an opportunity to find the power within themselves. Mm. Which Love is special. That, that's, that's the goal, you know. And... It was it was interesting because in those moments I would just go, okay, I'm just gonna sit down here, you know. Let me just sit down, and part of me is like, is, are people intimidated by me? Do they, you know, am I not connecting enough? Uh. You know. But I love what you said because it's so true. I'd look around and everybody's engaged, mm. you know. Everybody is locked in with someone, like you said. Mm. You were totally spot on when yeah. you, you shared that with me at the event. Yeah. Nobody was on their phone one time. Yeah. There's actually looking through because everyone shares their their pics on Instagram and tags and there was so there are very few pics mm. because everybody just had their phones away. Um but man, it, it's just it's such a cool thing. And that I'm so happy that to hear that, that that's what the end result is. And a few of the women came up to me at the end and just said, I want to thank you for creating a space for me to be open and feel and just be. That's it. And for me, that's the, that's the goal of the entire thing. Yes, we're tapping into some tools that can really benefit you in your life. I love sharing the information about 
where you're getting your food from and how to think about food and what to eat and giving people, nourishing people with the best food that I've ever come across Mm -hmm. and some of the best supplements on the planet. But other than that, man, it's like, come do that. That's all fun and cool and interesting. But then just to get to have the experience of being, just being still, being cool with the moment, being cool with here we are. That's it. So... Because when, you, when you're stepping into that, this journey, it's so daunting because there's only a minority of people around the world that actually understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I've got you boys as my best mates over in Sydney and my ego and fuck, at least they get me. It's like a conversation I'm having with myself, but I'm listening to you brothers talk and I'm like, that's why the trip came. My partner, Janae, beautiful soul. She's like, where do you want to go this year? I think you need a week off. Mm. I said, I'll go meet the Britain brothers. <laughs> Heal and flow comes up, bang. Birthday week, Gus messages saying I'm free. I'm like, well, let's fucking go. Like, we got to go. So, so give us, give me that, dude. Because it was back and forth and then yeah. the flight. So it all. I getting bo- to the doorstep where I saw you walking Fuck, down the driveway. Defeated. Bring us in. So booked it. And then I'm currently in the mix of building a house. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of financial stress going on back and forth. Uh-huh. And then I've got a new business coming. So that sort of was in the pipeline. And it was like, it's just not going to work. And it was funny because there's a soul called me first. And my soul was like, you're going. Mm-hmm. And my mind was like, yeah, is yeah. it going to work? How's it going to pay? All the fucking stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, cat, can't make it. All good. And then I got home and I spoke to my partner, Janae, and she's like, you got to go. We'll make it work. And that's just a beautiful part of having a partner that just drives the fucking bus. Yeah, love that. And, I'm, and she just goes, you got to go. Do your thing. Make you got to go. We got to make it work. <laughs> and so she just said, book it. She goes, don't worry about the business. Leave that to me. Like soldier, two kids. She's like, I've got Amazing, this. Dude. You go because you're going to learn something about yourself that you'll bring back and pass to the kids. Mm. Mm. so you go do what you got to do and then rebooked it fucking rocked up to the airport didn't have my visa lady turns around <laughs> and says sorry come back tomorrow and i said what do you mean come back tomorrow i said if i come back tomorrow i miss the first day uh, what the fuck i'm standing in the airport people everywhere and i'm so fucking alone no one wants to help every man for himself yeah dude airport's a daunting place dude and i'm in sydney it's like i'm not even like i'm and i'm already tapping out bought a journal (laughs) walked walked the fuck outside and started writing on this book just getting it out i'm like and i walk back in called janae and she's like book it another airline make it work pull it out of this account go bang 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 lost luggage Miss terminals, the whole because I had to go to Dallas, so that's fifteen. Uh-huh. Three hour stopover, wrong terminal, lost luggage. Two minutes, I was fucking Tom Hanks out of the terminal. I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> Fuck, I'm running to my terminal because it says terminal Shit. C, it's terminal A. I get there and then I just said to Janae, "I'm here, like I'm on the last flight." Get get so I think it was thirty seven hours. Man. From my doorstep to the hotel, 37 hours. Wow. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally exhausted. Yeah. The night before. To the point where I'm Googling kilometers versus miles to make sure I'm not the first person that rocks up. 
because I don't want to be that guy. Because I'm thinking I am that insecure at the moment and that wounded. Uh-huh. The last thing I can handle is Eb telling me to stay out the front. <laughs> Thank you Which I would never do. I know. You got there early, you come on in, get a coffee, and I'll, hang out. And I'm in, the, I'm in the Uber on the way there. And it's funny how the ego works. It goes, you know, you're going to feel like this on the way back. Mm. So enjoy your day, but we'll see you on the way out. And I oh, said, dude. fuck. And it was just so, when you're in that space, it's just defeating. It's mm-hmm. just everything you're taking on and I pull up and I'm sort of hesitant to sort of walk in and then you go, you come around the corner and you're like, Matt. And I'm like, fuck. And it just dropped off me. And then I sort of must have given you, what did I give you? Some sort of look like. You were like, you're real. (laughs) You said that? Yeah. That's so funny. But he looked like he had been like traveling (laughs) for 37 hours. (laughs) Like he might as well, the bags are dragging. He's like, (laughs) <laughs> holy shit that's dude. how he looked oh. and i just gave you a big hug <laughs> yeah and then like shout out to the krenz family like their home was just so riley comes up i'm riley you know uh-huh. sierra everyone and then that voice just just went away and then wow. that first girl that walks out looked like probably the way i looked i said you're right and she goes it took me so long to get here and everything went wrong i said same as me instantly connected yeah just fucking we can just be whoever we are here because you know in our real life there's there's little roles that we sort of play where here this is a blank canvas yeah you be whoever you want to be here which was such a beautiful thing so that's such a great point i've actually never thought about that blank canvas yeah. Even though I was fully defeated, uh-huh. I didn't well, I didn't even have energy to be anyone else. To be right. I yeah. fucking, it broke you down. You I got was, broken down. It was a part of the story, which uh-huh. I love that. So but part of the medicine. <laughs> so when it was in it, it was just such a beautiful thing and then everyone and then just everyone's you just fucking dropped, you know. So Dude, it's so good, man. I love it. I love that. So That's so funny. There is there's a moment in there, you shared it at the event. There's a moment in there where you're like, fuck it, man. Uh, this isn't meant to be. I'm not supposed to go. Mm. You call your wife. You're like, the fucking visa. They won't let me fly. To I'm just coming home. <laughs> and then I think you said you put on the earphones and turn the pot on. And you got the one line. By God, you got the one line that was, what was it? With the episode. Just something that just gave you one feeling of, let's just push through this. Yeah. Because, dude, we come into that so many times. Uh, It's like Gus was saying about anytime you create something and needing to sit with it while you build it and not give up. And so many people, that's, that's such a classic motivational entrepreneur speech mm-hmm. about most people quit just before it's about to succeed mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. most people, you know, the, the difference between failure and success is basically taking one more step, doing one more thing, taking one more phone call. Mm-hmm. And then it, the whole tide turns mm-hmm. and beyond whatever it was you tapped into, you had some, there was something going on inside that you accessed that helped you recognize this was the way. Mm. 
you know, because there's a lot of times, there are some times I think that we expect our destiny to feel right or in alignment, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that's the difference. It's a difference of, is this an alignment or are these signs to turn back? Because I think we do get signs to turn back Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. There was a, there was a, <clears throat> there was that. You can feel the difference when it's when it's because it's when it's the head. It's it's very fast and it's very mm. inauthentic. Right, right. And there was just this little part of my soul that was like, put the headphones in, listen to these boys. This is your go-to, and just keep pushing. Uh huh. Like, you, you're supposed to go. You know, and I'm a big believer on God. You know, he works through other people. So yeah. that's when I lent into my, my partner in her uh-huh. arms and was like, I'm going to turn around. She's like, no, you're fucking going. Yeah. I Pull the money that, from dude. here. Go. And it was like, she's taken the wheel. Uh-huh. But allowing people to step in. And that was that opportunity for me to go, oh, I can't drive this car anymore because I'm, I'm going in roundabouts. Just make a decision for me. Uh-huh. So that was my way of going, sweet. God has worked through her to say, keep going. Because if she said, I'll pick you up, then she's picking me up. I love that. You know, and I allowed that to step forward. In that moment, I read the, I actually read it today, what I wrote. It was like, I need answers. I can't breathe. Mm. I'm choked up. Uh Nothing's going right. But give me, give me something to show me that I'm supposed to move that way. And after I wrote that piece of paper, I called her. And that's when she's like, go. And you said, and then got it. Sweet. As much as it hurts, as much as my head's telling me to turn the fuck around. Yeah. And even after the first day, I got in the Uber <laughs> and the fucking voice comes back uh-huh. of like, oh, and it was like, and it was so cool because it was at such a distance uh-huh. and it was a whisper then it was like, yeah. a not even a, oh, come on. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm actually excited to go back to the hotel and be by myself. Yeah. Let me just go sit for a little bit. Cause you got another day tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? But a thing I wanted to touch on was that circle we did on the second day. Like, fuck, we sat there and this is a props to you guys. And this is why these pods are so powerful. It's you sat there with everyone and you just went, I'm going to drop. And whoever wants to join me, join me. We sit there and that's where the juice comes from these pods where it's like, what's going on? What's going on now? Mm Mm-hmm. I think people, and I might be speaking on behalf of the people, people want to know what's going on now. Yeah, the, the backstory is great and the future is great, but it's like the present moment of what you're feeling is what I was feeling on the other side of the world, which brought me here. Right. There's a feeling that comes from what you guys talk about, even if it's not even irrelevant. Mm. But when you're talking about the, you can feel the authenticity of the now. Mm-hmm. And we sat in the circle and you just said, you did it. It was nice because you didn't put any pressure on. You didn't say we're going to go around in a circle because that's where I think people would have went fuck. Because yeah. you go, I'll start. What's been happening with me the last couple of months? Mm. Instantly, everyone just dropped like it was one big podcast, uh-huh. and we're all just sitting there, just fully present. You know, the um, Riley's mum. What's her name? Krista. She's just sitting there on the pool table, glowing, and yeah, you just. Put it out on the table of what was going on in your life in that moment. What what your truth was. And then you just stopped. Just It was like, all right, that's me done. 
and you just like who who wants to join me and it just it was dead silent <laughs> yeah. and then i just said i've got a story to tell yeah and then from that point it was this person this person this person and then the mum mhm yeah it was you know, beautiful mum she she was and the kids like i was next to tanner uh-huh. and i put my arm around him and looked up at his mum and she's just like a god beaming yeah and everyone she's just, been through it man and she's been through it and everyone just shared their truth yeah. and and the best thing was which i noticed afterwards which i don't know if you sort of picked up on was yeah okay people didn't want to share their truth in the circle mm. but when when that when that was over and we all came back from planet wherever you took us on your magic carpet <laughs> we all came back and it was like when we finished the circle, everyone segregated into little circles. Then everyone was opening up about their truth. Uh-huh. And it was just such a powerful moment. It was like, that's what I came here for. Yeah. That truth. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. With that, I'm never, that's exactly what I know is that people will, whether they share or not, they're taking that in because I know from my own experience, man, yeah. That, which is why I do any of this, which mm-hmm. is why I feel so compelled and that this is important. Getting current. What's going on here, man? Because what's going on here is definitely happen- happening somewhere else. Yeah. And if I can articulate in some way the truth of what's moving through me in this moment in my life, that just like pings open somebody like a sea anemone. Like you ever been in a tide pool, mm. like the little sea anemones and you just brush your finger along the top of them and they close up mm. and then they start to open again. It's like, we're all like in that, mm. you know, because of our upbringing and society. And then little by little, we just like open up and we relax and we can really be in the flow and flourish in our life. Yesterday, had a really interesting experience of this. So I went fucking... Our trip home was a trip, dude. Our trip home was fucking really bizarre and interesting. And and we were supposed to come back, fly back Monday initially, which was just... Not a good idea. Too much to clean up. Yeah. Just didn't make sense. We're exhausted. We're always, that's one of those things six months ago when we booked it. It's like, yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be, we could do that. (laughs) And then you get into it. You're like, what was I thinking, dude? Like I just worked for six months to put on this (laughs) event, then did it, gave it all I had. And now I'm just going to like waltz out like no big deal. Maybe one day, but not right now, Mm. you know? So then push our flight back to Tuesday. We're driving to the airport. When we're at the point where we should be about 15 minutes from the airport, which would get us there on time, I check Waze and we're still an hour away. Traffic is bumper to bumper, not moving at all. Like in Seattle? Yeah. And it's like, if we try to make this flight, we're going to be racing through the airport. And I was like, why? I got Southwest. Southwest makes it super easy to rebook. I just went online, rebooked the flight for the next day. Easy. 
So, anyway, we fly back Wednesday. Yesterday, Thursday, I've got a men's retreat in Santa Barbara, which is about an hour and a half away that I'm teaching at. 5 a.m., I'm up. We're driving out to Santa Barbara, get there, do this workout, teach the ebb and flow. It's in this cute little part of Santa Barbara called Summerlin. It's like a little hippie stoner village tucked into the mountains just above the Pacific. And we're doing the the yoga on the roof. And the roof is driveway high because the house is built down. And while I'm teaching it, I look across the street and I see this old guy like looking out of his window shirtless. And he's like, I'm like, oh, okay, I just notice it. Keep teaching. About 10 minutes later, this guy comes walking down the driveway and he's like, what's going on here? And I'm like, hey, sir, how you doing? Got a little men's men's group going. We're doing some yoga. You want to join? Who's in charge here? And and the guy, Saul, who runs it, he pops up off his mat and he's like, I got this. And he takes the guys like, hey, sir, how you doing? And it's like 930 in the morning. You know, it's not like 6 a.m. or anything. So he walks the guy back to the end to the back of the driveway. And there's a big barrel sauna in the driveway and two ice tubs. So it's it's pretty sound there's a sound barrier so we can't really hear what's going on plus i've got some music playing on a low low level but so i keep teaching the class and just kind of keeping an eye and i see them start to get into it and it's really this old guy getting a little heated and he put he like shoulder forearm check saul and i'm like uh the fuck dude so anyway afterwards it ended up being fine he's like i'm gonna call the cops and saul was super gentlemanly about it he disperses he goes on his way and i overhear him saying this isn't a typical morning in summerland it's loud you guys are being loud you woke me up i'm like dude we woke you up at 9 a.m fuck you're 80 what are you doing (laughs) like (laughs) then I thought about this thing afterwards, and I've been reading a lot of books about masculinity, manhood, Iron John by Robert Bly, incredible. Um, And then I was gifted this book by Riley from the event called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, and it's all about men. Mm. It's all about manhood. And he's really tapping into this thing that men have lost in modern society, which is this opportunity to be dangerous, to be wild, to be celebrated for your primal Mm. instinctual way. Mm. He's like, you know, little boys grow up playing like, you know, cowboys and Indians and shoot having six shooters and bows and arrows and fishing and climbing and jumping and, doing adventurous shit, imagining adventurous stuff because it's in our fucking DNA. It's part of our DNA. And he goes into the Bible and Adam and Eve. And Adam was actually not created in the Garden of Eden, but he was created in the fucking wilderness. Uh, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, who was a wild John, lived in the forest, lived 
eating honey and locusts and disconnected from society was a complete sovereign wild man who baptized Jesus. And like, there's all of these ancient folklore about the necessity or the intrinsic aspect of wildness in men and how it's a deep thing that we need. We need to experience adventure. And Iron John is really a story about tapping into your inner wild man, which is essentially an archetype that lives outside of us, sort of like lives in the ethos of the universe. But the wild man is the depiction of the soul's desire to know itself. It's beyond material possession, doesn't give a fuck about money, women, cars, society. It really cares about what's happening in your heart, what's happening in the low, dark, deep recesses of your being, and how do we access that? And what that has to do with is this sense of living a courageous life, which you're not bound by the strictures of your society. And that doesn't mean be a savage. He, in Iron John especially, he has a really interesting delineation, discernment between being wild and being savage. And that doesn't mean you're rude. It doesn't mean you're violent. It doesn't mean any of these things, but it means that you have the capacity to be strong and courageous in the face of authority, in the face of wrong, in the face of uh, injustice whether that's mental, emotional, or physical. And, you know, going back to this old guy, for me, I would have thought that a man in his 80s, late 70s, 80s, an older man who has any sense of the current state of masculinity and manhood in in the Western world, would look down across his driveway at a group of men gathering, doing something physical and positive, and think, good for you. That's fucking badass. I love to see a group of young men coming together to do something positive with each other. Instead, he was threatening to shut us down and telling us that we were being too loud, being too wild. And so in this book, Wild at Heart, he talks about how society emasculates us by telling us, don't, don't do that, man. Don't ride the motorcycle. It's too dangerous. You know, and it starts with our mother, yeah. which is because she wants her ba- she wants to keep her baby safe. Like that's what mothers are masters of. And God bless them for that. And as a young boy who's growing into a man, we hear that throughout our entire lives. And what does it do? He's like the church in particular wants got men to be nice guys wants us to be nice guys and he's like look around uh, the room of a church and you're gonna see and this is this is general and this is just sort of a general observation about a certain way christianity seems to or the church in particular seems to want to tame men which leads to dis disimpassioned men 
who have lost their sense of identity, who have lost their sense of adventure, who have lost their sense of courage to be in in exchange for being a nice guy, mm. which is nothing wrong with being nice. Actually, I don't even really like the word nice. If what's a better word would be, we should be kind men, but we should also be strong and courageous mm. men. And keep the openness there. And so this has been a big thing that I'm really, I'm really learning about and studying and I don't know why I started talking about this, but I think, you know, with you, Matt and Gus, of course, we always have this, this talk about masculinity and, um, you know, it's interesting that things like heal and flow things like for me or this men's workshop, I'm putting together the wild King. So much of what I'm interested in is fucking lighting the fire or providing an opportunity for someone to light the fucking fire inside. Well, I think that, you know, to come to bring a lot of that full circle with healing flow and with what, you know, you guys were talking about just the, and what Matt and I had brought up yesterday, um, the importance of being able to be honest mm. and, uh-huh. you know, setting a foundation. That's of a big part of it. Setting a foundation of honesty. You know, we live in a pop culture built on bullshit and built around <laughs> bullshit artists who think they're telling the truth, mm. yet they're abandoning uh, reality, I think, in a lot of ways. Because these fabricated realities we've we've created, um, or these kind of fabrications of ways of being, um, are not really grounded in any sort of truth. I mean, it's like you know we've talked Eb about how we're in this new um, yogic epic E P O C H of time with the Sat Yuga. Um, sat meaning truth. We just got got out of the Kali Yuga, you know, and 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 you know. So now we can't help but speak our truth, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and and that all, of course, coincided with fake news. What is fake news? What is real? It coincided with social media, where you have to really um, reestablish or really be conscious of what's real. When in terms of what you're seeing. Um, and then, of course, identity. We're in a whole identity kind of crisis, you know, um, reimagining of identity. And I think what Heal and Flow can offer and certain podcasts, and I believe our, our podcasts in particular, is an opportunity to speak the truth. Because when we stop speaking the truth, I mean, it's it gets really dicey. And, you know, it's interesting, that old man, that dude probably hasn't spoken the truth in yeah. 70 years. God yeah. knows what his truth is. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming he probably thought you guys were doing some gay thing, you know, and he's just insecure with that and has no sense of, you know, masculinity or, or security in himself, uh-huh. in, his, in him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But 
you know, just, just, yeah, I just think it's, it's really important, you know, what you're doing with heal and flow. And, you know, I think the things that we try to cultivate elsewhere of speaking the truth and being okay with that and allowing, um, but then, of course, I guess you could say, you know, is truth relative? Because, you know, my truth might be different than your truth. But well, I think we, that's are, okay, though. we are in a very particular time of masculinity. Truth. And, 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 and re, you know, reinvigorating what masculinity is. And... I don't know what else to what else to say. Other well, the than, truth part. Other than other than if we're not honest about it, and you know, I've had I've had this thought lately on Instagram of like saying, it's so you know, and it's so funny because you know, you you talk about like men say in Texas. I'm curious what it's like in Sydney. You know, you, you see men in Texas, they're so different than men in like a metropolitan city like yeah. L.A. or something. And I've had this <laughs> thought to say, you know, it's OK to be a man. It's OK to be masculine. It's almost fucking feels revolutionary to even say that these yeah, days. Yeah, that sounds That's like so fucking weird. That, that feels conservative. That. It feels fucking <laughs> fascist to, to say something like it's OK to be masculine. Yeah, it's crazy. That's a fucking problem. Yeah, it's a problem. That's a problem for men. That's a problem for women. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just this, just cultivating an experience like Heal and Flow where we can be honest and hear yeah. each other yeah. um, is really important. Uh, yeah. So, well, well, what you said about truth and honesty, that's the mm-hmm. part of where the nice guy goes wrong. The nice guy doesn't have any hard conversations. Yeah. The nice guy doesn't say what needs to be said because injustice is happening or a boundaries being crossed. The nice guy's just nice. And, you know. Well, there's that, actually a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy that's pretty interesting. Well, that truth a lot about that. That truth is what brought me here. Mm. You know, I haven't played in the NFL. Mhm. But the way that you boys know the gap between what your truth is in this moment and identifying the emotion makes it all okay. And it's not necessarily that you go, I broke my back in the NFL. It made me sad. When we talk about the emotion, it's not the actual emotion that you are bringing up in your pods. For me, it's the fact that you can bring up a story and talk about the thing that happened underneath it. And how I sort of move through it. That truth uh-huh. is what makes me go, even though my story is completely different, I've got now access to be able to see my truth of what's going on with me. Because the present mm. moment is the only time that the truth is authentic. Yeah. If we're going to talk about our truth from when we well, were five years ago, what's that got to do with now? Uh-huh. If we're going to talk about the truth in five years from now, what's that got to do? And we talked about it yesterday on Gus's pod of like, the truth in this present moment is the only thing that's real. And it's the only thing we're moving through. Uh-huh. We can bring up memories and this and that, but it's the truth in now. And what sort of come to me with that, when you brought up that, the, um, the masculinity of like my story of being at the airport, I could have easily just been the man and just gone, fuck this. I'm going to do organize it myself. I'm going to push through and 
it is what it is. I'm going to work something out. I just went, I can't do this anymore. Uh-huh. So I'm going to tap into that honesty and that truth of like, babe, take the wheel. Uh-huh. Tell me what to do, please. Cause I can't, my back's up against the wall and I don't usually get like this and that's okay. Uh-huh. But can you just tell me what to do in this moment? Cause I fucking need something. Right. And that's, what's powerful in knowing that, you know, we're sitting in a circle and a big lumberjack sitting there with his big beard and going, this is my truth at the moment. Uh-huh. And that going, hang on a minute. The eye goes, someone like look that looks like this can't talk like, how does that work? And that automatically goes, what I guarantee every single person got on that day was, if he can do it, we can all do it. Uh, you know? So Well, we've really just bastardized these things in the same way we've bastardized the word God, we've bastardized Jesus, you know, we've bastardized well, also, you know, what it means to be a man. I mean, some a, a woman said to me the other day, uh, you know, I saw... You're a man? Yeah. I, a woman said to me the other day, I saw your photos and I thought something like this guy couldn't possibly be deep. And I'm just like, where did we get this idea that like what? you can't be a man and have depth? Like mm. that's just, that's not great. That's not great. You can't be the warrior poet. You can't be integrated. You know, what is, what is, what does Bly say about you know, being the wild man, yet also being spiritual and a thinker. And that's what the wild man is. Mm -hmm. The wild man is the ultimate. See, the wild man, the story goes, there's a forest on the edge of this kingdom. And hunters and people go into the forest and they never come out. So the king of this kingdom has to shut down access to the forest. And then one day this young hunter comes comes into town, he goes to the king and he says, hey, show me the most dangerous thing I can do out here. Give me the biggest adventure. I want that. King goes, well, I mean, we got this forest. People come in, they never go out. <laughs> young hunter's like, done, got that. So the young hunter goes into the forest unarmed just with his dog and he's walking through the forest and he's just like taking it in. He's super present, he's in his breath. He's taking a complete view of this place, totally free in his mind. And out of the corner of the, his eye, they come upon this pond and a hand comes out of the pond and snatches his dog and drags it under. So the young hunter goes, okay, I see what's going on here. Very calmly, he walks out of the forest, goes to the king and says, I need a few men and some buckets. King goes, okay, there you go. Walks back into the forest with a handful of men, all armed with buckets. They go to the pond. They start it. They empty the pond, and at the bottom they find the wild man. He's covered in hair. He's fucking wild as hell. And they take him prisoner. They bring him back to the kingdom. The king puts him in a cage in the center of town. Locks the door. Gives the key to the queen. She puts it under her pillow. So. The idea here is that the wild man is the ultimate threat to authority because the wild man does not give a fuck about man-made laws and man-made structures. The wild man is the warrior poet. He believes in fighting for the truth of his heart. That's all that he really is interested in. And 
going back to the thing about truth, I've been reading uh, Osho Intimacy. And he talks about truth in there. And the whole idea of intimacy is coming to know oneself, reconciling all the darkness in oneself. And it, it links really well with all the talk about masculinity because a man cannot truly stand in his power until he's reconciled all the dark places in himself and come to terms with all the things that he thinks are ugly. And Osho says, only a man who meditates can experience true intimacy. Mm. And then he starts to talk about truth. And he says that truth is simply what is. Mm -hmm. And the examples he gives to go along with your experience, Matt, is you're experiencing anger on the inside. Why do we slap a smile on our face and walk around like we're happy? Yeah. You're experiencing sadness and grief and confusion. Mm -hmm. Why are you walking around like you know it? All? Right, right. And the true strength and power of truth is being with what is. And when you do that over and over again, you literally set your spirit free. Right. Because you come into alignment, mind, body, spirit. And if you avoid that over and over again, you disconnect yourself from the truth of what is inside of you. That literally leads to mental illness. Yeah. That leads to schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Because there's this disjointed aspect of your being where your psyche's over here and your, excuse me, your physical body, your being is here, but your mind is trying to make you here or walk around and pretend that you're here. And if any of us are going to be the people that we're destined to be, and in this case, men, if men are des are going to be the king, the, the man that you are destined to be, it will be impossible if you are not being honest about what is. So you're at the airport completely falling apart. The strength is going, I surrender, man. I'm totally broken fucking down. I need help. How many times are we completely broken down? We refuse help. And then we end up totally burning. We fucking totally fought. We, that's when the bad shit starts. Yeah. The drinking, the fucking, that's when we were headed down the dead end road, the literal dead end. Yeah. When we refuse to acknowledge we're fucked up. We need help. We're broken down. I surrender God. I mm. surrender. Mm. Give me help, man. I need help here. And that's where the comfort of the truth, it becomes comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. It becomes comfortable yeah. when you continuously work at it uh -huh. and just right. be open with like, right. this is what my truth is in this yeah. moment. Yeah. It yes. becomes like your second language yeah. to just go, yeah. do you want to know what's going on? Right. I'll, I'll access it straight away. Uh -huh. And the more you continue to speak it and come from that place of truth, yeah. it becomes a lot. Of, it becomes you. Right. You can, and then you can't veer from the truth. Yeah. You can be in a conversation, not in your truth. Mm -hmm. And you can just feel your body just not there. Right. You're just going, uh -huh. this isn't it. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Why are we going here? Why'd you just say that, bro? Yeah. And to your, to, you know, we, we were talking about yesterday. I have very little, if any, 
interest in having relationships or being around people that I can't be honest with, uh-huh. you know, to the fullest capacity, you know, and I think there are certain relationships that we do need to participate in where we have different levels and yeah. this kind of hierarchy of truth. Yeah. You know, you probably don't go to your coworker and say everything that's yeah. going on. But in terms of those intimate relationships, back to the intimacy thing, Eb, you know, those are the relationships where if we can't say our fullest expression of our truth, that's a problem. That's not an intimate relationship. Yeah. So I think doing something like Heal and Flow, where you're giving people the opportunity to cultivate truth, where you're creating a scenario where people can practice, because it is a practice, because we've been growing up for how long in a culture that does not particularly value truth, mm. that values a lot of fake shit and denial of, of our of our of our true feelings, you know, it is a practice, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the truth shall set shall set you free. That's a saying for a reason. Uh-huh. We're only as sick as our secrets. That's, That's a saying a for one. a reason. You know, it's like with our father, you know, this kind of transition I've been having with my father where I was like, wow, this is one of the most intimate relationships I'm supposed to have in my life. Yet I can't really I don't really feel honest. Mm. I don't feel like I can tell you my full expression of Mm. where I'm at, what I'm going through, what I need. And then, of course, how I can be of service to you. But, you know, and those relationships don't work. Mm -hmm. They don't work. You know, I can't deny my my truth because then I'm just abandoning and abandoning myself. And then the symptom of that is exactly what you said, Eb, you start doing weird shit and it comes out sideways. Number one, you get resentful and resentment is kind of the number one offender. As Mm -hmm. they say, Mm -hmm. resentment turns into anger. The anger turns into fear. The fear turns into doing all kinds of weird shit. Oh yeah. So just, you know, destructive um, behavior. Yeah, finding Simply. those finding those places where we can be honest well, are key. And I think it well, was interesting. I brought I brought this up with Matt. I thought it was interesting when we first started connecting. I listened to a, a talk he did where he was talking about he was listening to us. He was listening to the some of our talks, and then he started. Well, he first said when he was on the spiritual, you know, when it started to awaken in him, he was like, I felt crazy. Uh I felt like I was a crazy person, Mm. like nobody understood me. And I think that's like a real, that's part of the practice Mm -hmm. because you start to, you know, you start to move in a different way and speak a different way and function a different way where that whole like crazy fear goes away and it's like oh no this is who i am this Uh is the truth of how i want to be Uh and how i can grow i think that's that's a really interesting point and for a lot of people back to the kind of thing we started with of building something you know building this project like heal and flow or you're building yourself spiritually um that's something to work through too and it, Osho, man, Osho talks a lot about being a rebel. He's yes. got books called like The Rebel. Uh-huh. And he talks about, you know, doing this path. It feels very rebellious. Yeah. Because a lot of our culture is not really in line with it. It's uh-huh. not really with it. Yeah. So I think it's an interesting thing talking about the wild man and how you differentiate between the wild man and the savage. 
because there are certain guidelines that we need to fit in. Yeah. We can't just fucking drive the car, you know, over the bike path and you know what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. But how do we how do we keep our essence intact well, and comes... also participate? Um so I think that's cultivated think... with community and um Well, it's cultivated first being able to tell the truth with certain people. Yeah. I think that's such a key element in modern society of honing your wildness, cultivating your wildness through communication, which looks like being able to have those difficult conversations Mm -hmm. when they need to happen, being able to have those difficult conversations when they need to happen, having the courage to say the thing that nobody else will say that needs to be said, And then I think also as men, if we're going down this road, how we can do that, man, do fucking fighting training. Mm -hmm. Take adventures with your boys. Go on like fishing and fucking hunting trips. Mm -hmm. Go on, you know, go ride a boat. Go do something that's fucking like wild. Like yesterday we rode horses. Nice. I was like, that's cool. Dude. I want to ride horses more. Mm. You're with this fucking massive, incredible animal that's just a fucking moving heart. It's completely tapped in and feels every single thing you're feeling. Mm. And if you get on that horse and you're anxious or you're fucking, that horse knows what the fuck is going on. It was a really interesting experience for me because it's not really that comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to breathe and I'm going to talk to this horse. Mm. Big Annie. Annie. I was like, mm. how you doing? <laughs> you know? And she was stubborn. She didn't want to do a lot of the shit yeah. that I was trying to have her do. You know? They're like, okay, turn right this way. Turn left this way. You you want her to go fast. You got to give her a kick. She can take it. It's not going to hurt her. Give her a kick. Be strong. Be assertive with her. I'd give her a kick. She just wanted to hang out with this other horse called Big Mama, who was her best friend. And she's kind of a new horse, so she doesn't really like the other horses. She fucking snapped at this other horse that was annoying her. And But I would just talk to her. I'd be like, you know, it was like developing this relationship. I've been talking to animals a lot lately, and might seem like I'm totally insane. Like there's a spider in our apartment that I've been talking to. Friends in. Yeah. He like pops up on the ceiling and I've been like, dude, you got to go because you're going to scare the ladies. You know? <laughs> and they're going to want me to kill you and I don't want to kill you. And literally I'll walk out of the room and the spider will be gone. And, uh, but oh. doing things that are a little uncomfortable Get out in the fucking wild, Mm, man. Yeah. Get out there. And how many times, man, how many fucking times, going back to the truth element, because I think truth is a pathway to wildness. Nature is totally truth. What happened? Oh, is that one? Totally forgot, yeah. Oh, all right. Well. It's 107. Just can you just say we're we're wrapping up a pod or we've been going over an hour, right? Yeah. We'll wrap up pretty soon. 
Maybe ask if they can do like 130 or just apologize. What comes up for me with that truth is the vulnerability of the way people perceive vulnerability where it's like, I'm uh-huh. not vulnerability isn't I'm saying I'm sad right. or I'm I need emotionally depressed as vulnerability for me is the truth. Yeah. Because it's, it's just without directly accessing the emotion, you don't have to access and say, I'm this. Yeah. You can just talk about the event of what's actually going on and bring that through exactly. the truth and vulnerability wraps in with itself. And that's what, that's the most powerful thing about totally agree the heal and flow and the truth that you guys speak and myself, it's just, that gives you access to everything. Totally. That truth just keeps you just in the present moment when you're moving, things are just happening and you're just allowing the happiness to just happen. Exactly. Things are just happening. You can be open. And that's where I think as men, vulnerability, it's like, oh, he's very vulnerable. It's like, yeah, but he's just speaking his truth. Right. It doesn't necessarily, there with vulnerability, I think, you know, maybe just in Sydney or Australia has that rap of like weak, weak, emotional, Uh feminine, where it's like vulnerability is just whatever the truth is in the moment. Yeah, it's true. It's an important redefining of that word. And just think how many times in your life you've said, man, I'm tired or man, I'm sad. And the response is, man, why are you tired? Why are you sad? What's going on? You need help? You got to go do this. And then you're like, why the fuck did I, I wish I just didn't need to say anything. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I can't share this shit with you. I kept my mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and that's just such a, that's, that programs us out of being in truth Mm. yeah i agree what is your truth at the moment my truth i feel filled up excited about life i'm also tired i got a fucking ear infection this whole side of my face feels like it's all puffy and blown out um i'm loving this conversation and i feel really inspired man feel really inspired right now i went to this thing yesterday coming out of the healing flow weekend which just had me like reevaluating everything because you go into that for me we step through this portal and you forget all about your default mode how you've been living and the person that you you think you're supposed to be showing up as You step through this portal and all of a sudden I'm going, oh, life is infinite and I can do whatever I want here. Like I get to make whatever decision feels right and anchoring into that more and more. And that's really what I came away with Mm. after healing flow was one moment at a time, one circumstance at a time, one conversation at a time, I get to choose exactly what's in alignment and be even more clear on that. You have that power. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So that's where I'm at currently. How about you? Let's fin- Let's wrap up with mm. where are you currently? I feel like I'm closing in on a chapter of you could, one would call it the dark night of the soul. Hmm. I've just moved through this portal of the last, say, four months. Uh, I don't know if it was an, a, 
spiritual thing of moving through this darkness of loneliness, transition, business, money, mm. all this shit I've new never home. new I've never felt all this stuff that I've moved through, uh-huh. you know, and my personal opinion of as to reasons why is to feel it. So when, cause I'm, you know, all of us here have a good way of articulating what the situation is and bringing it out. So I'm like, I've experienced all this shit to be able to share with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the whole journey of it. So for me personally, I've just coming through, this was like the ending of a chapter in my life. Cause things prior to this chapter were sweet. Like, I'll be honest, things just flow. Smooth. Smooth. Fuck, I know it. I read this book. I'm good. This is what you got to do. This, this, and this. Yeah. You know? And it's funny. I went to the... I shared it with Gus. I went to... I did ayahuasca journey in Colombia last year and didn't think twice about going of not feeling mm. lonely. This uh-huh. time I'm in Sydney airport feeling lonely, want to go home. Uh-huh. But I'm in the Colombian jungle a year ago with less awareness. Uh-huh. Just fucking... I'm out here. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And here yeah. I'm in Sydney wanting to do a U-turn and head home. <laughs> 40 minutes from home before getting on the plane that's a trip uh-huh you know and but it was a part that i had to express and feel of like knowing that now i'm moving through it to be able to express it to people and go i felt that you know mm-hmm. with my business with the gyms i just had members come in since the start we mm. just went through winter and things were slowing down uh-huh. now i members are signing up and i'm looking up going thank you so much uh-huh. you know i got a refund from delta airline yesterday and it was oh. like money i needed to get me through today thank you so much uh-huh. never experienced those two things in my life so accepting that and i will not veer away from what it felt like when things were tight mm. you know mm-hmm. i had to borrow a couple thousand to get here mm. thank god to my brother was like dude i've got you like love that you know i've like go do your thing so that gratitude uh-huh. is like it's all okay uh-huh you know so dude i love that man that's a really important point too about two years ago yeah. didn't think twice yeah. you're in Colombia alone doing fucking ayahuasca mm-hmm. like that because when you're in that sydney airport feeling crushed and hopeless and completely alone you can look back and you can go, okay, so what's going on here? Do I need to just push through it? You know what? I need help. Let me just ask for help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than going, I'm weak. I'm fuck beating yourself up about it. Mm. Which would have probably just taken you home. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would have just like not even called your wife, just gotten <laughs> in the cab, gone home. And been like, you know what? It didn't work out. And then you would have felt all sorts of other shit. And I think a point that just to touch on that is no one's going to help you. I I messaged Gus while I was at the airport saying, dude, there's been so many curveballs, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, that's sweet, dude. I'll see you in LA. (laughs) He doesn't give a fuck. Like, but in that moment, you and I called my partner and had a victim, full Uh victim conversation. She's like, okay, that's cool. Well, like, give a fuck. What do you want me to do? Like, what, what, what can I do? There's not, and when you got, when you dive deeper, you're the one that goes deeper. Uh-huh. You're the one, if you're going to come from that victim mentality of poor me, this sucks. Why me? This, yeah. I'm getting out of this. This isn't for me. 
you go deeper into this thing and no one is going to get you out of yeah, it. Yeah, no one's getting you out. And I called my partner and she's like, sweet, well, are you going to take action? You're going to book another trip or what? And I'm like waiting for this one line to fucking... You're going to save me. And it's like, you're not going to get it. You're, whatever you're projecting is going to reflect. So uh-huh. just take the... And that's when I gave up. I'm like, okay, she's not going to give me that famous line. Mm. How about you just tell me what to fucking do then? Because uh-huh. Gus ain't giving it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Sweet, dude. I'll see you in LA. Sweet, dude. I'll see you in LA. Have an amazing trip. I'm thinking, fuck, yep. No worries, bro. I'll talk All to right. you when I can see it. <laughs> but, but when you create, but that's, you're not going to get, no one's going to get you out of it. You yeah, know, yeah. you've got, like you've said in past pods, the keys in your pocket. Uh-huh. And you're running around looking for it. Who's got right, the key? Right. It's like, yeah. dude, uh-huh. just relax. It's in your pocket. You uh-huh. know, so. That's where I'm at. But um, pleasure to you boys and just the truth you speak. Just don't stop with that. The deepest pods are when it's about the now, you know, with Jared and you boys and the solos. It's, it's you know, I went through, obviously pumped through Substack and it was just like, this is the fucking truth. Mm. This is what, this is what, if you, if we're here to be at service and we're here to help change lives, the truth is the portal, mm-hmm. no matter what. Oh, you know, it's what, good, man. So truth is a portal. Yeah. Gus, where are you at? I'm just, uh, you know, just simply continue to practice honesty. And then out of that, um, practicing trust, mm. you know, I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. Like I think about the heal and flow circle. There must have been as much honesty that was put forth. The trust was brought back. Mm. You know, because when mm. we speak our honesty, uh-huh. when we speak our honesty, then we get to the reflection of the thing back. And maybe it's not what we want to hear. Maybe it is what we want to hear. Maybe it doesn't matter. But we can trust then that we're saying what we need to say. Mm. You know, for me, I think it's just all about continuing to get closer to my sense of self through that trust and not abandoning myself Mm. and just watching that in my relationships, you know, just continue. And that's where the awareness is beautiful and how the awareness grows because there's space between me and my bullshit. So I can really continue to see what my honest maneuver is. Like you were just saying, you know, and like you were saying, how it grows. Two years ago, the awareness was totally different and I get to continue to grow with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, simply, I think that's what I would say. Love that. That was a fucking big one, bro. Mm. Honesty and truth is the only way to trust and faith. Mm-hmm. Only mm-hmm. possible path. Because mm-hmm. if you're disingenuous you're full of shit you're lying you're not being honest or truthful about what is there's no way i can trust you there's no way i can have faith right and i can't even give i can't even create the arena where the trust can be cultivated no there's no it's not possible i'm not practicing the honesty yeah it's not possible how do i expect to be able to trust the world and and my surroundings if i'm not even practicing honesty yes it's not possible and also the intention of how you're showing up Mm -hmm. you know the intention Uh like i then there's a i think when you step on this path there's a there's a 
a human like and the spiritual like version of yourself that has to like coincide and just allow uh-huh. yourself to be human but then know that there's this deep sense of knowing i uh-huh. had this feeling that we're going to do a pod uh-huh. before i got here mm. and then it was funny i think i brought it up with gus i had a feeling we're going to do a pod and my ego comes in and goes how do you feel if you don't though right how do you feel if you don't do a pod uh-huh. and then i said to him and then i had to go a layer deeper and said what is with I've got a feeling that we're going to draw, but if we don't, is it okay? I'm like, it's beautiful because my intention is knowing as long as I get to catch up with these boys, that's great. Uh-huh. But then it was like, and then I think a big part of ourselves as men is allowing to be able to hand it over to God. Uh-huh. I actually said at the airport, I had this deep sense of knowing we're going to draw. And I said, if you want this to happen, I'm handing it over to you and exactly. you allow it to happen. Uh-huh. I've got this feeling that it will, not attached. Mm. This is great, just catching up with these guys. If we get to speak our truth, then cool. If this feeling is supposed to manifest, then do what you got to do. Uh-huh. And then we're at the heal and flow, and then you come out, you go, you're going to LA, we should do a pod. And I'm just like, there it is. And it's authentic <laughs> then. you're not. There's no force. There's no... Yeah. We can get caught up in that force of making something happen. Yeah. Let it come. And I think that's where the human-like and spiritual-like version of ourselves needs to work in with each other and uh-huh. understand we're still going to fuck up you know we've all fucked up here yeah and i guarantee there's parts of us that still hold on to those things it's like tell me someone that hasn't fucked up mm-hmm. you know so that truth just gets you away from that yeah you know and i think forgiveness wraps into the truth as well of like look at me intentionally moving through this world as pure as possible and be show up as the best version of myself in every moment mm-hmm so but it was beautiful that feeling that intuitive feeling of like that'd be cool but Mm -hmm. and being cool if it does or doesn't is powerful yeah you know seeing things feeling things and allowing them to come or not you're still here yeah that's the big one it's like that would be cool if that happened and that's not what i'm interested in that's not what it's about Mm. all right y'all Matt, All right. you want to... Thanks, Ab. Yeah, brother. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thank Beautiful. you, Matt. Thank you to you, boys. Like Anything that. you want to say before we roll? Just shout out to you boys of what you're doing. Like, don't stop. I don't know. For me, it's the, the this truth and this this stuff that you guys are doing. Just just don't stop with the truth. Like, whatever's in the... I don't know if you can always make sure if you get people on. What's happening now? Make bring wrap it back into the now because there's a feeling underneath the words of allowing people to see what's going on with their now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 just real. It's a real. It's it got me to the other side of the world. This truth. Mm-hmm. It got me on a fucking plane to come here and see meet you boys in person and be a part of this journey of like truth. I'm like that's the way you want to help people come out of this. You know, thinking mm-hmm. mind and come forward. Don't stop with that. So, yeah, you boys have changed my life and absolute pleasure to be here. It's funny, us obviously seeing you a couple months ago and was like, fuck, these boys are on, like, this makes me feel not like something's going on. Mm-hmm. And then three, four months later, I'm sitting in a room sharing, dropping in with you boys. Like, mm. that's a fucking trip. But, you know, like, yeah. to, me, to me, it's like, well, there's a power out there that's higher than all of us that's yeah. doing what it's got to do. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pleasure for you boys and... Thank you so much for everything. Appreciate you, you, man. Gus? That's it. All right. Namaste. All right, y'all. Lots of love. Peace.